Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Think about it. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it go ahead. Hey Q, how are you? What up, what up? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Bad man posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it. Yeah. I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. And I think it's offensive to say that a person who speaks well is trying to speak white. another live call-in edition of the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And it's great to be live on the air with you all once again. I know I've been doing a lot of talk, uh, a ton of interviews as of late, but there's nothing like the adrenaline rush of a live show for me. I thought tonight's topic was much needed, and that is not discussed enough. So, you know, when it comes to social circles, there are two types of people, a friend and an associate. And, you know, you'll have a ton of associates in your life, but very few friends. And a lot of people can't seem to get that. So tonight on the Talk to Q Radio Show, we're going to break down what a real friend is. It's show number 800. And back in the day for the Milestone shows, I'd play clips of things from the past and invite a bunch of guests on from um, previous shows. However, as fun as that can be sometimes, I really just want to focus on what I enjoy doing the most and that's soliciting the opinions of people from around the world on topics relevant to society. That's the bread and butter for this show, and that's what I want to do on this 800th episode of T2Q. And since it's my show with my name on it and everything, that's what I'm going to do. But first, let me explain how this show works for those of you who may be listening for the very first time. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunities to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant to what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step in on your soapbox is 516-595-8306. That's 516 516- 
595-8306. And as I mentioned earlier, if you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Once you call into the show, then be prepared to face my show listeners. A show legend is someone who's participated or contributed to the show so many times that they've reached legendary status. They have priority when it comes to discussions, and you'll get to know them by voice over time. With enough participation, maybe someday you can be a show legend. Now, other ways you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at talk There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. You can also join the interactive chat room and respond to topics along with others there. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to Talk to Q. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and any other podcast aggregator, and just pick up where you left off. All right, maintenance complete. Can you blame me podcast? Everybody got a podcast. Your mama, my mama, your nosy neighbor, dogs, cats, your roaches. But guess what? You ain't heard one like this. So look, tune in every Monday. For a new episode, Can You Blame Me Podcast. Check it out now. Every Monday, available on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and of course, Anchor FM. Y'all tune in, man. We got something to say. All right. A shout out to Raphael Tommy of the Can can You Blame Me podcast, holding it down in the peach state of Georgia. 516-595-8306 is the number. 516-595-8306. The first thing I, I, I wanted to do um, before we really kick things off, I wanted to shout out a couple of show legends. Um, they were big contributors on Twitter back in the early years of the show, and they were the first repeat callers that I had from outside of the U.S. mainland, um, although although they do live in the U.S. mainland these days. So a big shout-out goes to show legends Archie and Mashivia from the Virgin Islands. Archie and Mashivia are welcoming a baby girl into their family any day now. Um, her, name, her name will be Ariel. So I pray that everything goes well and that Archie and the Giggle Box Thoroughly relish the joys of parenthood together. So, to, congratulations to the both of you. And for those who don't know what a show legend is or who my show legends are, then go on over to talkyq.com and you will find out. All right. Now, the one thing that I think I've enjoyed the most about hosting this show is that I've come into contact with some really cool people over the years, you know. I've had people on this show um, who have been on this show who have gotten married, um, a few to each other, um, had babies, graduated from college, started podcasts of their own or their own businesses, 
just all kinds of things that's happened since I started this show back in 2011. And, um, in fact, I was in, um, recently in contact with one of my very first guests that I had on my show. Um, she's a graphical designer now, and she created my um, profile pic on my personal Facebook page. Uh, so her and I still communicate all of these years later. Shout out to Fallon, a.k.a. Thundercat, out there in Houston, Texas. I actually met her through my blog, um, but ultimately I invited her, and she was one of the first guests on my show back in episode two. But anyway, uh, let me stop going down memory lane and bring things to the present. Friends, how many of us have them? I'm sorry, who did any flash that? Uh, so many of us throw around the word friend very loosely. We seem to think that almost everyone is our friend until we find ourselves in a situation that leaves us feeling betrayed. That's when we realize that the person really wasn't our friend in the first place. We will get into that on this episode. To the phone lines, I go. From the 248 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit, please welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on today? Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. How's everything on your end? Pretty good. Not bad at all. All right, cool. We will go ahead and kick things off. I heard from Buck earlier. He's going to be running a little behind, but we'll go ahead and get started. 516-595-8306. Okay, so really simple question right off the top, Crystal. What is Mm -hmm. your definition of a friend? Well, I think, um, I don't know, my definition, I guess, would be someone I can um, trust and depend on, um, someone who knows me and still wants to hang around me (laughs) and laugh at my jokes, which you just didn't do. But anyway, um, (laughs) but yeah, someone, um, you know, that, yeah, who, who gets me, I guess we really want someone who understands us and um, who um, appreciates us for all of our flaws and is, you know, not afraid to tell us when we're doing stupid stuff and all that. And um, in other words, someone who really cares about your well-being without any reward or whatever that they're, you know, someone may else may be looking forward to or whatever. So, yeah. Okay. And I, I, totally get all of that, you know, and I think that a lot of people, I have so many different definitions of what a friend is. Some people are quick to call anyone a friend. Uh, Like, let's talk about Facebook friends. Would you consider that person to be your friend? Um, A lot of my friends who are my quote-unquote Facebook friends, um, are actually my friends. I mean, I've met them before. Um, the, the thing about Facebook, you know, those are people that maybe you, you know, you grew up with and that in other circumstances you would probably never get a chance to to talk to again because of, you know, just moving on in life and everything. But with Facebook, they're there to still, you know, like something you say or to um, 
comment on a picture of your family and stuff like that. So a lot of my friends are those friends um, or people in my life. And so, but I guess Facebook can also, a Facebook friend, quote unquote, um, or social media friend could be someone that you never met before in person. And um, yeah, I consider those people my friends. I've had um, dealings with people um, that I've never laid eyes on, quote unquote, in person. Um, right. And but they are, I still consider them friends because they know a lot about me um, that maybe people who have met me, or whatever, um, don't know. You know, and so because they, you know, we spend time together, we've talked in, in different things, and um, going back decades, actually. Um, like, 15 years, I can think, of people that I have talked to, um, Dre, who was my co-host on, on another show, my show that I had, um, I'd known him a long time, and, you know, we never met in person, <laughs> but we were, um, we knew each other before on online, um, so, but, you know, but we knew a lot about each other, and we have history because of of that and other people who were also a part of that particular group that came um, long before I even started my, my um, show. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, I consider those people friends. I mean, because it's, it's friendship is intimacy. Who who knows you intimately? Who knows things about you? Who you share things with or, you know, I think that's important. Just because I haven't laid eyes on you doesn't mean anything. I mean, I look on people all the time. And I don't want them a part of my life. <laughs> Maybe because I laid eyes on them and I know. Right. <laughs> you know, like you. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. And um, just like, I mean, you and I have never met, but you know enough about me to probably do a tell-all book someday. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yes, I, I totally yes, get Yes, I do. <laughs> That's but you're a nice guy, nice. so it would be it would be an inspirational book. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're welcome. <laughs> to the phone lines I go. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, please welcome on the show enforcer, Ray. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Q? Congratulations on your 800 show. Hello, Crystal. I believe I heard Bobby Willis. So what's up? How y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty well. Hey, how you doing? It's just a three, rather. And uh, so, Ray, let me ask your opinion, man. What's your definition of a friend? Uh, Definition of a friend, I I think it has two meanings. I mean, you can call a friend or an associate. You can call an associate a friend, or you can call a, a friend like your real close friend. You can tell them anything. You can count on them anytime you need them, and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's like uh, I think you got to have two categories because a lot of people you meet they're your associates, or a lot of people you talk to. So, like, we've been on here for years. You know, I consider us to be friends. But, you know, we don't 
you know, we don't talk a whole lot and this and that. You know, we busy, we had lives and stuff like that. You know, I'm sure you wouldn't put me in the same category you would put Buck, no Buck. But it's like, um, you know, friendship is, is precious. And it's something that um is not taken lightly. You know, anybody that... um. That's a friend of mine. I always look out for them. I make sure they're okay if they need me. Like I tell people all the time, if you need me, amen, just let me know. If you help me move, need me to take care of something for you or whatever the case may be. And I'm just like that. But um, like a lot of people may consider Facebook and stuff like that to be friends. I mean, to each his own. Everybody has their own definition. But I really don't have that. And then you have you know, you have work friends and you have people that you grew up with. Some of them you grew apart from, but, you know, some people, if you don't see them in 10 years, we always going to be tight because of what we been through when we were younger. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I see them, it's going to be just like yesterday. You know, just like uh, Eminem is like, is like my brother, but I don't really call him. I may call Eminem maybe once a year. You know what I'm saying? But when we link up, it's like we just there. So that's how it goes. That that would be my definition. Okay. And I feel you, especially on the part where you say you can go a long time without seeing them, and then when you see them, it's like you just pick up where you left off. You know, you're not like, man, how come you ain't called me? Where you been? None of that stuff. It's like, How's the family? You know, let's go get a drink or something like that. So I feel you 100% on that. And I also think that a friend is someone you can share anything with and not be judged by it. You know, you have a safe safe space with that person. But, Crystal, I mean, how many friends do you think the average adult person has? I mean, and I'm not just talking about associates. I'm talking about friends, people you can tell secrets to, rely on, people that help you uh, bury the body, so to speak. Well, I only have one friend who will bury a body with me, and um, she knows where all the bodies are actually buried. Um, so oh, um, you have to be nice to her. But uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think in life, you know, you have a lot of friends when you're younger, when you're like a little kid, and um, and you have a it's like a lot of them. And then when you get into this for me, when I got into like middle school and high school or junior high, whatever they want to call it, in high school. I had tons of friends, <laughs> and I just called them all friends, but of course they all weren't it's friends. They were acquaintances or whatever. We had a lot. I had a lot of you know a big group of people and friends, and um, from different parts of the town too, quote unquote. <laughs> so, and then as I got older, those friends kind of you start to see as you get become an adult. You know, you start to see which ones are what you really, you start to define kind of what Ray was saying. You define which is a friend, which is an acquaintance, which is, you know. And I had to learn that just because I work with somebody doesn't mean that they're my friend, even though I see them every day. And I had to learn that um, because I thought, oh, well, we're spending time together. We're hanging out. She's my friend. And then, you know, you realize, eh, that's not my friend. <laughs> you know, that's just some person I work with. So I think you can probably count on your hands the people, and still can eat with that hand, the people that are actually 
your friends that you can depend on, that you can call. And even within those friends, and I think even they have categories. You know, you may have friends that if you want to, you know, feel good, you call this friend or if you want to um, go out or whatever, you call this friend because that's, that's what they're good at. And if you want to, just someone you need to talk to and unload on, then maybe you have one friend for that. So you can, yeah, you can, there's probably like three or four to answer your question, you know, that you can really say, yes, that's my friend. I, I know I can be there. And maybe even be one. I think if you're, you have one friend, you're lucky, <laughs> quite frankly. And you do feel that way and you know that that person also feels that way about you. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Because I think there's a lot of people in the world who don't have that. Or they, they do, but they don't even realize that that person really is their friend. And they don't think they have anybody. So so right. it's a blessing. Yeah. All right. And she said, and still be able to eat with that hand. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Back to the phone lines I go. From the 832 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, please... Hey, 832 area code. Yes, what you say, bro. I say, damn, where that's at? I'm going to have to fix that recording. I'm going to have to fix that. It's either across the street. 832 area code. The Garden State of New Jersey. Please welcome on the voice of reason, Amanda, to the Top Q Radio Show. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Ray. How's everybody? How's it going? How's it going? probably like maybe three or four really good friends, like a really small, probably one like best, best, best friend, somebody like Crystal was saying that will help you bury the body. And then some that, you know, maybe not quite partner in crime level, but, you know, will help you with things and, you know, sincere. And then everybody else is probably, you know, even further out than that. So I think it's just, it's different levels. It's people you've been um, friends with since elementary school that, you know, you can count on, but maybe you don't talk every day. Like my closest friends from uh, junior high through high school, you know, we text and keep in touch and holidays and stuff like that, but we don't talk all the time. Um, same thing with my friends from college. We don't really talk, but one of my best friends I met at AT&T and, you know, we stay in touch. We don't talk as often as it would if I was still there, but, you know, and then I've met friends here. So it's kind of like, I think it's just different, kind of different levels to the circle. So I totally get that. And so Crystal, well, Ray, let me go back to you for a second. Ray, why do you think some people are so quick to call somebody a friend? I mean, doesn't that kind of put you in harm's way by trusting a person who may not truly care about you? I mean, shouldn't you be sure? Should there be some type of, uh, well, not I'm not saying that you test people, but should you have to go through a few things and learn a lot about each other before you really call someone a friend? 
Oh, oh, a- a- absolutely. I mean, you have a lot of people who, I mean, they throw around friend like it's like it's a ball. You know, this is my friend. That's my friend. This is my friend. That's my friend. And the thing about it is, is when you have a friend, like you know, you're supposed to be able to them have some sort of comfort level with them. To me, you don't really become friends with somebody overnight. You kind of got to go through something. You kind of got to know their personality. You got to know what they will do and what they won't do and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's like I see a lot, and I think it, it's a thing where people want to be popular when they're younger. They want to have a lot of friends, but when you look around, people are really associates. A friend, like you say, they, they, they're pretty much right with you on anything as far as you know, even if you even if you're in trouble or you need some money, if they got it, they're supposed to give it to you. If they are a friend, I don't say break the bank. Somebody need twenty five thousand dollars or something like that. You say, well, right, just that your friend, you would go you would go ahead and you would do it. I don't think it should be like that. I think it's more so, you know, they got a reasonable expectation. And it may be a little extreme, but you can still help them out. Now, you got to ask yourself, how many people would you go to the extreme for? Now, we joking about burying bodies and all that, but, you know, if it, hey, if it gets serious to the point where you need to, to do something or, you know, or you need to defend them to the point where things can get serious or somebody can really get hurt or go to jail or something like that, are you willing to do that for them? And like you say, maybe two, three people that you can go there for. And then, you know, other people, they may be your friend, but, you know, it's levels to it. And I think that um, a lot of people nowadays, they just want to be known by a lot of people and associate with a lot of people and stuff like that. But you'll find out who your friends are if you get into something where you go to jail or you really need somebody, then you look around and it's just, you know, you're out there, you find out who your friends are. I've known guys that have, you know, guys on top of guys on top of guys, or, you know, they're in a gang or something, but, hey, you get locked up, you know. They start out, you know, after a while, you know, looking out for you and, trying to rep your name and stuff out there. But once they know that you're going to be there for a while, you're going to be forgot about. And that's what these young kids don't understand. And I really think that this is an interesting topic because people need to evaluate who their friends are or who do they no call a friend. No doubt, no doubt. All right, Batman's in the chat room. What up, Batman? Representing the natural state of Arkansas. He said he has a few friends and a whole lot of associates. Totally get that. And so, Crystal, break down the difference between a friend and an associate. How do you how do you discern between the two? Well, um, associate, which I'm I'm thinking you're thinking acquaintance as well, is the same thing. Yeah, um, that's yeah. just somebody you can you can um, you know, you talk to, you hang out with. It's just surface stuff, you know. Um, or it's topical stuff. Like 
um, this person is like my work friend or whatever. And so we mainly what we talk about is work or we talk about, you know, surface things like what's happening on the news or what have uh-huh. you. And then, um, and as I was saying before, a friend you talk more intimate with. And sometimes, you know, a lot of those associates, acquaintances or whatever, can reveal themselves as your friend. And you don't even realize that this person, you know, was caring for you and was there for you and is a person, you know, that you can really say, no, this is this is my friend. This is someone who is there for me. Um, they can, you know, definitely reveal themselves. Uh, and a lot of it is situational, too. Um, so, and, and um, you learn about that, as Ray was saying, you know, you learn over time who is your friend and who is not your friend. And usually it is who is that person who will go into whatever darkness and go in there uh-huh. with you and either sit with you in it, you know, whether it's emotional or what have you, um, maybe something's going on in your family and, and, you know, they either find out about it or you reveal it to them. And they're not the kind of person who says, okay, well, let me know if you need anything, <laughs> you know, goodbye, <laughs> kind of a thing. But someone who really wants to know, I do, you know, I always call it the, um, the how you're doing. Um, a, you know, acquaintance will say, so how are you doing? You know, like, oh, I'm okay. Okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm, you know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then they move on. But the next the next person who really wants to know, they'll say, no, how are you doing? And you might go, oh, okay, well, yeah, you know, I've been going through some things or whatever. And then they stand there and they're like, okay, Let's cut the bullshit because it takes a little while to get across that. And they want to be like, no, how are you doing? And that's that's the friend. That's someone who is like, okay, I'm going to get through your bullshit right now of your surface crap. And no, I, I want to know because I want to talk to you. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. Even if there's nothing for me to do except be there for you. And that's huge. Because people can throw money at you, and it, you know, or they can throw uh, a decision at you, or whatever. But um, that's the difference, I think. Those people who are really willing to be in that that horror or whatever's going on with you, and they're willing to be there, and they may not be able to to solve your problem, which a lot of times they can't solve your problem. You have to solve your. At least they can be there with you through it. And again, that goes. That usually goes down to a couple of people. And all those people are usually not your family. It may not be your family. You know, it may be those people you've met along the way. So that's my difference between acquaintance and a real friend. All right, all right. Y'all talking some good stuff tonight. I might have to pass the collection plate around and keep getting any better. Okay, so (laughs) we've heard people say that they have more than one best friend. And, um, Let's be honest, I usually hear women say that. But that's literally impossible because if someone is the best friend, then that means there can only be one, kind of like a Highlander. So, Amanda, does everyone need a best friend? Do you need that one person out the bunch who you have a deeper connection with than you do others? I would say so. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good idea to have that type of relationship. I'm muting Ray's phone so you don't have feedback. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I think it. I think it's. Um, 
but you know what? It's it's funny because I think you have that kind of like what Crystal was saying. You have the people who really know you, who really um, they really care to know you. They really care and they genuinely care about you. Like one thing I learned right. when I was when I was dealing with my personal illness, I didn't necessarily want a lot of people who I didn't feel like genuinely cared about me doing anything for me. And the reason for that was I don't want you saying, oh, yeah, I, I, I did this for you. I did that for you. You remember how I was there for you. And I did, it. you know what I'm saying? Like, or they're trying to, they're doing it almost like the people who will take a picture with a homeless person and put it on Facebook saying, hey, I gave this guy a hundred bucks today. Right, you know, right. like you're not, you're not doing it from the goodness of your heart. You're doing it for a show. And I refuse to be anybody's show. So that was one thing that when I was sick, I was very prideful about, like, if you haven't been riding with me the whole time, I'm, don't try to be my friend now. You know, it's different to reach out and provide encouraging words. But anybody that's trying to do anything over the top, no, nah, stay where you are. And I think that um, as far as just having that best friend, I think when you're at your hardest or most difficult time, that's when your best friend will really show themselves. Um for me, my best, best, best friends, the people I can count on the most, my husband and my mom. Like, they're, I know that no matter what I need, if they can get it for me, they will. Outside of that, there's, I do have uh, somebody else that I feel like would do that for me. Like I said, one of my best friends in, or best friend in Mississippi. Uh, I have people here. I have a lady I work with that is like my work mom. I know that if she can do for me, she will. But, you know, she, like Ray said, you can't. She can't just say, hey, here's, you know, $25,000. I know you, you're in trouble, you know, like, so it's it's just so, it's such a fine line with things. But I think there are people who you genuinely know have your best interest at heart. And then there's those that are like literally whatever you need, I'm going to do it for you. So I think that's kind of just the way I look at it. Okay. And Ray, do you agree? I mean, do you think that people need to have a best friend, that one person you can go to? Um, Yeah, I think it would be nice. I mean, because everybody needs somebody they can confide in. They need somebody they can be 100% honest with. They need somebody that they can lean on when they they need somebody to lean on. I mean, no matter how tough you are, everybody needs a friend. And, you know, so if you had that person that – no matter what you do or what you tell them, it stays here and, and it's not a, you know, it's not for conversation or gossip or whatever with other people. I think that that's one of the most precious things in the world. That's more precious than money. And, you know, it, it, very few people have that. And, you know, if you have it, I mean, it's, it's like gold, man, because you can't put a price tag on that. All right. Okay, so Crystal, let's break this down a little bit. Does someone have to like what you like in order to be your best friend? I mean, for example, if your thing is watching horror movies and the other person hates horror movies, then can that person be your best friend? Uh, Absolutely. I don't really want to hang around people who are like me. <laughs> Quite frankly, okay. I don't want anything to do with them. They're pretty fucked up. Um, so, yeah, I like people, actually, who are um, fucked up in other ways. 
Uh, and and I think a lot of us like that. We need people we can mesh with, you know, who are who have um, things we admire about them, and they kind of add to your life because you know they admire. I mean, you know, when you talk talking about like a romantic relationship, yeah, it'd be nice if you know the guy I was with was actually into the kind of crazy horror I'm into. Um, and I'm very specific about my movies. So if he was a movie buff, that would be amazing. If he was a starch, if he was a Trekkie, oh my God, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, no, he doesn't, uh, a person doesn't have to be into what I'm into. There's no, you know, um, the thing about being, I guess, a friend, whether it's romantic, because I do think that to be like a true husband, a true wife, you you need to like the person, you know. You need to be friends with them. That's almost like a it, well, it is a prerequisite. You need to be their friend. You need to like who they are as a person, with or without the love part. And then if you actually fall in love with this person, that's amazing. You know, it's like an added amazing godlike bonus. But um, they they're like your your best friend ever. But beyond even beyond the best friend. But yeah, um, no, I wouldn't want them to be necessarily into what I'm into it because it's not unconditional, and that's the whole thing. It's unconditional love, platonic or romantic or whatever, familial. That you know, that's what that's about. It's not about you know what I'm into. Like I was saying before, you love me anyway. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's like when people talk about me, they're like. Oh yeah, I know. She's crazy. She drinks too much. She's a complete man eater. Whatever. But I love her. You know, you gotta get to know her. <laughs> That's that person. You know, who we like? Well, you don't gotta get to know her. I know her, so you know, deal with it. Whatever. Who cares? You know, is that is that kind of person who is gonna be there for you? You know, even with your flaws, especially with your flaws. You know, even though you know you're great. You know, they're still gonna be there for you no matter what. So, of course not. You don't have to like what I like. Okay. Amanda, do you agree? Does your best friend have to like what you like, or can they have their own thing? They can have their own thing, but I think it's important. That's why, you know, having, and even, that's why I say it's different levels of things. Like, there are people who, if I want to sit down and talk about Sam Cooke, Ray, I can't necessarily, I can talk to Ray and he can he can listen to me but we can't necessarily have the most productive back and forth because that's not his thing. But I know people who are. I won't necessarily sit there and talk to them and cry about my innermost fears, but we can sit there and go back and forth talking about Sam Cooke all day. Or, you know, same thing with him and football or sports in general or whatever. He has people that he can sit there. I know you guys text back and forth all the time about sports and everything like that. So, I think it's good It's good to have that outlet somewhere, even if it's not your spouse or your best friend. Somebody, there needs to be somebody that you can say, man, look at this. Check out this rare performance of whatever group or whatever team or whatever it is that, you, that you're that you into uh-huh. that you found and you're excited about because there's nothing worse than that let down feeling of showing maybe a close friend or somebody that something you're excited about and they don't get it. You know, so there has to be somebody there that gets you in that way. And that's why, like I said, there's so many different levels to friendship and 
relationships and just just having those things in common. So, again, the person that you may be able to share one thing with, maybe you can't share another thing with. All right. Makes sense to me. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back in 90 seconds, we'll get into the trials and tribulations of friendship. So we'll be right back. This is Kawana from the Latest Night Podcast, and you're listening to the Talk Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Bring the beat in. is the number to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Show number 800, we're talking about friendships. And, you know, building a friendship means that you have to develop trust in one another. But friends don't always get along. There are times when two people don't agree on something serious. That means when things get rocky, you have to want the friendship to work so badly that you push to resolve the issue to maintain the friendship. Now, that's hard to do these days and with the, you know, council culture. Most people think that council culture is reserved for celebrities and businesses, but it can happen within social circles as well. People who are tight for years can have one falling out and they stop associating with each other, you know, for life behind it. So I got a couple of questions I want to bring up regarding that, but I got to go back to the phone line. From the 870 area code, the natural state of Arkansas, please welcome on the resident comedian on the Talk to Q radio show, Batman. What's going on, man? What it do, people? How y'all doing? Batman, what's happening? All oh, right. man, nothing and much. Before I get this, to this question, let me go back to the phone lines. It's a breeze in here. From the 601 area code, my hometown of Jackson, Mississippi, <laughs> let me welcome on the man, the myth, the original show legend, the Minister of Sexual Affairs, Eminem was shaking. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio <laughs> World? <laughs> What's happening, man? Glad to have you on. Oh, blown with the wind, baby, blown with the wind. <laughs> All right, let me go back to Batman. Batman, if two people are supposed to be friends and some he said, she said stuff comes between them to the point 
of canceling the friendship, is that mainly because they really weren't friends in the first place? I mean, aren't friends supposed to always work that out? Yeah, yeah, you know, hell, I always said, hell, I got somebody, hell, I thought was a friend, hell, we ain't talked in eight years, but, you know, that's all because we had a falling out, you know, over something, over a petty argument, which I even admitted it was petty. I said it was my fault. But, you know, things, hey, hey, maybe he wasn't a friend at all. So, you know, it is what it is, but... I can honestly say that now, I mean, when I say it, I have a few friends, I have a lot of associates. Now, you, my friend friends, they the ones that, that was always, you know, talking to me when I was going through my divorce and, you know, going through things when your mom, when my mom died and just other uh, back surgeries and, you know, just dramas in life. They always, they give, they, and the thing about it is a friend going to tell you what you want what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Sometimes, hey, they call you out, and you have to respect it. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I, as a matter of fact, hell, I need to come over to Jackson. I got an army buddy over there. I ain't seen Cat in 30 years. You know, I see him. We talk on the book. I ain't seen dude since 1990. <laughs> 19, but still, I call him as a friend, but, you know, because, you know, we was all, we was all in that, we was in that, we was in that boot camp, so, you know, we all went through the same shit, so shit, I, that's not my friend, that's my brother for life, even though, you know, sometimes, you know, we have different football teams, you know, we talk shit, but, you know, it is what it is, but, but like I said, though, man, but most of the people that I'm friends with, like I consider you a friend, Q, because you know, man, you, you my dog. You, you my dog. Any man that would sit out there and talk to me in Monroe when it was eight hundred seventy-five degrees and the temperature was stuck on hell, that's a friend. And you done drove from Dallas. That's a friend. That's a friend right there. <laughs> All right, bad man. You know it, bro. And Eminem, what do you think, man? Should friends, if someone's truly your friend, should you always be able to work through any disagreements? Oh, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you should. But a lot of time what happens is, you know, I uh, see a lot of people are so much alike that it's like just how you you can agree with something where the disagreement going to be that times 10. And a lot of time people have to, you know, just kind of, really just really think like, man, shit, you know, I've been doing this cat, you know, help her too long for, you know, this right here to just be permanent, you know, say, you know, so somebody have to just, but it's got to be mutual now, it's got to be mutual, it can't be one way or the other, it's got to be mutual, but I, but I like what bad man said, like, uh, you know, you got associates, then you got a brother for life, and, and a lot of people don't understand that concept, like, it's just like, well, how can you say this about this person and you might have not talked to them in years or something? It, well, because when you when you do meet up, it's just like you never left. That's 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 a exactly. measure of a real friend right there. It's like you don't have to, you know, like, okay, Q, I like, use you and Buck, for example. Like, before you had this show, you probably didn't hear, hear from each other as much, but when you did, it was like y'all still kids at, at MC, like, 
you know, it's the same. You know, so, and uh, I think that's the true measure right there is it's like, you know, it's not so much, you know, how easy you can fall out. Because, you know, I mean, now people that that call themselves friends with somebody and I don't know, maybe for uh, different political reasons or whatever, they fall out with that. That person wasn't a friend anyway because, I mean, having you, – you, if everybody agree with everything you say – I'm watching your ass because now I'm like I don't trust this motherfucker because it's no way. Right. Especially when you come up with something little feels like, hey, damn, you agree with that too? Like, damn, man, like shit, I'm trying, I'm trying my best to come up with something that's unique, and you saying, yeah, man, that's cool. I'm just like, you are you really this fucking weird, or are you trying to steal something? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then you know, as far as like uh, now the, the now the the type of friendships that is the worst type of friendships. And, you know, this stuff, you know, is, is happening to me and might have happened to some of you guys, too. Uh, y'all remember that movie, uh, uh, I think it was Brown Sugar? Y'all ever seen that? With uh, yes. Sinai yeah, Lathan and uh, Taylor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they was in love with hip-hop and all that stuff. But, see, the whole time they was supposed to be just friends, like, you know, they were so cool that she was like one of his niggas and, and, and you know, and, and he was like one of his her girls, you know, even though he wasn't no gay dude. And I'm just saying, so they were just cool, but they really liked each other. Same thing with love and basketball. They just kind of just, you know, and, and see, like, if somebody don't really, if, if, if that shit ain't mutual and somebody really likes somebody and the other one don't, and they get somebody else, don't be like, you supposed to be glad. If we just friends, you supposed to be glad for me. I supposed to be glad for you. But um, those are the those are always the most difficult to me right there because uh, it's hard to figure them out because you're thinking like, shit, man, we sitting right here talking about, well, quote, unquote, boy stuff and everything else. And shit, man, you liking me the whole time. I ain't even know it. And, you know. Okay. So. All right. Good stuff, good stuff. And so, Crystal, let me go a little deeper. All right? I just hit Batman and, and Eminem with the he. I'm about to hit you with the ha. Crystal, would you go to counseling to repair a broken friendship? I mean, we do it for marriage. You know, is a friendship worth seeking professional help? Okay. <laughs> okay, first of all, a disclaimer, counselor. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. And I, I believe in, and I, I do believe in counseling. Okay, okay. Um, but <laughs> as far as a, a friend and counseling, I mean, when I think of friendship and counseling, I think of more of an intervention kind of a thing, <laughs> and it just flashes to that. But um, uh-huh. and in and, and a marriage, I believe in marriage counseling because. Um, there, there's more to marriage than just friendship. Okay, there's a whole bunch of other things that are happening there. There's a business situation. It's a family situation. How you raise your kids. There's so many um, things that go into a marriage that you do need clinical counseling um, to keep going if you get to that point. When it comes to friendship, a platonic friendship. No, I don't think you should go to counseling for that. I don't think you have to go to counseling for that. I think that counseling is within the two of you, you know, um, because 
it's in the thinking about why am I why am I um, backing this person? Especially if this person is toxic to me. Why why are they my friend? Just because of time? Because we've known each other since kindergarten? I'm supposed to be down by law with this person when they have brought so much damage to my life? Um, I think, of course, with any relationship, you should think about that. Um, but um, a marriage is different than, than a regular relationship. So even a familial relationship. Okay. So I really think that I don't um, – no, I don't think you should go to counseling for that. I think you should you should talk it out maybe amongst, the you know, your friends. Um, like especially if you, have, if you have mutual friends that grew up with you and there's a situation, a lot of times those kind of meetings happen after maybe somebody died or something or if they're in a terminal, you know, situation um, – then these things kind of come up, but I don't know. No, I don't. I, I go back and forth with that because of who I am. But I really feel oh that um, familial and marriage, which is familial, of course, a relationship that that bears counseling. Um, a friendship is more of a. If you if you wrong me, then maybe you're not my friend in the first place. So, so nah, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of go back okay. and forth because I don't think we need to involve other people. Yeah. Okay. Ray, what do you think? Can you go to counseling to fix the friendship? Well, if the, if they're a close friend, I, I would probably say no because the only reason why I would cut a close friend off is for betrayal. Either you stole from me or you tried to to make a pass at my wife or something like that, something that would really get you hurt or even worse. Only reason why it wouldn't go that way is because of the love that I do have for you. So it's better just to leave them where they at and then let that be what it is. If you have somebody that's really close to you and you stop talking to them, best friend or whatever, it's um it's betrayal. So it can't be, you know, that really can't be fixed. That person say, well, you know, they sorry. How can you be sorry about that? Somebody stole from you. Or they done something that you really can't overlook. How can you be sorry about that? You know, yeah, you could say, well, you're sorry, you didn't mean to do it and all this other kind of stuff, but you knew what it was when you did it. So I don't really think you can go to counseling for that. All right. So, Amanda, how do you handle being a friend to someone that you feel may not be your friend? I mean, for example, whenever they need you, you're always there for them. But whenever you need them, they're either sometimey or maybe they don't mirror the same efforts that you put into resolving their problems. I think that you would have to just um, slowly kind of back away. Like when you see that, and I think we've all been in those situations, maybe not an extremely close friend, but maybe somebody that you thought you guys were, were, you know, had a good relationship or a friendship. Um, and you feel like you're being used, 
I think you, I think you stop making yourself um, available for that person. You know, um, I, I know of people who they call their friend, friend doesn't answer. They text their friend, text, you know, the text kind of goes unanswered. Oh, I was this. Oh yeah. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was here. I was there. But then when they don't answer the phone, it's like, oh, I thought you would have had your phone on you. You didn't answer my call, or I did this, or I did that. Like, I know, I literally know of situations like that. And my advice is always, hey, you got to stop making yourself so available. Um, because of that, if it's not a two-way street, then you're just being used. Now, if you're cool with it, then, hey, maybe maybe you like being a giving person and you feel used and that's what you want to do, then that's fine. But if you, if you realize it and you, and it doesn't make you happy or it makes you uncomfortable, then you're the only one that can change that. You have to, you have to pull back from that situation. Now you can, you can bring it to their attention. You can say, Hey, I noticed that, you know, when you called me last week needing a ride to work, I took you, but you know, there's been several times when I reached out to you about ABC and I was always told no or you didn't have time for me, or you didn't respond. You can, I mean, if that's a true friend, then you bring it to their attention. Maybe they just don't realize their behavior, but especially if you bring it to their attention and the behavior doesn't change, then you just have to give them a taste of their own medicine. All right. And bad man, what about the people that try to one-up you? You know, you're supposed to be friends, but the the one-uppers are the people you tell, you tell, that, you tell them that you have a problem. Like you say, uh, man, you know, my car ain't been working right. I've been struggling to get to work all week, and it's going to cost me $800 to fix it. And then they turn around and be like, man, I got a car problem too, and I, it's going to cost me 1200 to get mine fixed. You know, rather than listening to you, they want to tell you what they got going on, you know. <laughs> I mean, how do you feel about those that try to one-up you? I'd be like, man, two words, fuck you. Cause she, you knew my shit was, was 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 a piece of shit, and and but your shit running better than mine. Hell, you should be like hell. I give you a ride until you get yourself together. It's not like if you don't have eight hundred dollars, if you can just give me a ride, that's cool. But don't that, that sound like some shit Paul Moon was was saying like with Oprah, like when if somebody come on used to come on Oprah's show and talk about they had a life changing experience. Oprah said she had one too, but top, but top it. Well, I almost died. Uh, I did too. Or I talked to God. Oh, I'll talk to God last night. All last night. Shit like this. Okay. All right. And I mean, you do have the people that try to one up you, and rather than listening to your problem, you know, they're too busy trying to tell you what their problem is. They're not really helping you. So, let's see. Eminem, you still with me, man? Eminem? Yeah, I'm I'm here, dog. Okay. I just and got so, back on, though. Damn, Wi-Fi dropped. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And, I mean, Eminem, I mean, let me, let me ask you this. Um, what do you do when your friend has a friend that you don't like, all right? So let's say that, um, you know, me and you are cool, and 
you know, Batman's my friend, but you don't like Batman for whatever reason y'all don't get along, you know. Whose responsibility is it to fix that problem, or should the person in the middle just choose to hang out with you all separately? Well, that's what I was about to say. Uh, I've been in that situation plenty of times, not necessarily friends, but just with people that, you know, um, associated with, you know, might be from uh, uh, work or, you know, coaching or something like that. So the 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 the, the, the middleman got to be the one that to, to orchestrate everything. So it's almost like, but this is the rule of thumb though. You can't cross this line. You 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 act, you got to act like the other person don't exist when you with them. You know, you got to keep it. You, you got to be neutral all the way. And the way you be neutral, you don't bring up shit about them, good or bad. Just don't bring them up. You know. Because then it make it, you know, then that's when it looks like somebody's, you know, taking sides and all that stuff. And and uh, a lot of people can't handle the truth. So, you know, shit don't never go right close, most of the time, especially with black folks. A lot of times shit get crazy, you know. And, uh, okay. you know, you know, especially if women involved and all that shit too, man, hell nah. Mm-mm. Now, it's best just to be like, you know, you know. Uh, I go to your house and shoot ball on Wednesday. I go to his house and shoot ball on Thursday. Like if you kids, and if you grown, well, shit, you know, you drinking at his house on Thursday. You drinking at his house on Friday, and shit. When you over there Thursday, you talking about basketball. When you over there Friday, you talking about football. So shit don't even come up about y'all. <laughs> okay. And now, Crystal, you if you want to mediate and somebody want to send word through somebody. Like, you know, like, hey, man, you know what? I might have been a little bit too harsh on dude, you know. That just, you know, that's just the way he is or whatever. He don't mean nothing by it. And, you know, now, the mediating part, that works real good. Because then it's just like, you know how guys are. We got egos. Nobody want to give in first. So, like, a mediator a lot of time make it work better. Okay. I feel you on that. And, Crystal, do you agree? I mean, when you have a friend that has a friend you don't like, um, whose responsibility is it to fix that problem, or should you just hang out separately? Well, I guess I would think that we would hang out separately um, because I want to respect the feelings and of that person, of those people. And also um, I, I want to maintain our, our individual friendships. However, okay, this is a disclaimer, Um Depending on what's actually going on, okay, uh, let's say, and this is something that's similar to a lot of people, you, you're in a couple situation, okay? You're in a couple, your husband or, or man or whatever is in a relationship with his friend, and you've all been friends as, as a, you know, quartet or whatever, and then one of the couples break up, which happens a lot, and then that outside person, the non-relationship person, is kind of out there, and they're like, well, I thought you were my friend, but you never invite me to parties. Well, I don't invite you because he's coming with his new girlfriend or new wife. That's rough. So I'm not going to invite you because it's going to be awkward, and I'm, just, I'm trying to spare your feelings, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so that's a harder one situation. You know, when there's, in other example. words, when there's situations, when there's situations where one or other of the persons, or you can have two women who um, 
are in an argument, but you agree with one of them and you don't agree with the other person, you know. You know, if it's not a situ you know, a situation where it's that type of situation with a cheating situation or whatever, I you know, I would have to I would still be with be friends with my outside friend because that's really what we're talking about, the outside person that no one else agrees with except for you. If I know the situation. You know, if if I you know, if I'm at the situation I'm like, Yeah, that was fucked up but I know who you are and I know why you made that decision and I agree with it, even though it's probably not the best thing to have done or whatever. And I'm still, in other words, if whatever they do does not cause me to go against my morals or my, you know, lifestyle, a way of thinking about life, then I'll still be friends with that person. And if the other people don't don't understand that, I'm like, well, if you know me, then you know that I I kind of have to agree with her on that on those levels, you know, because of what I've gone through or whatever or things I've experienced or things you know that I've experienced to be on her side. And even though we're not all going to be together in a group or whatever, I still have to be her friend. I still have to support her through this. And I think that would be the only way I could do that. So it's, it's you know, it's kind of um, situational, you know. I, I don't think it's a blanket statement of black and white, quote, unquote, you know, you on this side, us on right and wrong, because uh-huh. nothing ever is right and wrong. It's more of a, you know, uh, of a moral standpoint. So I think it, it, you know, it varies. You know, it really does. So. Okay. And so last question. Let me go to Amanda. Amanda, if you have a situation where, you know, one person is friends or two people who don't get along, if neither friend are willing to work out their differences for the sake of the person stuck in the middle, then are they really friends with that person in the middle to begin with? I think it depends on the situation. Um, you know, like Crystal mentioned, as far as when you uh, when you deal with relationships, maybe you know, uh, my two best friends used to, or two close friends that don't like each other, they used to date the same guy, and the guy left one for the other, and you know, they're probably never gonna be friends, or maybe we were all friends and one betrayed the other. Now, probably me, if one of my friends betrayed the other, I probably would distance myself from that person who showed that they're not loyal. But I think when you're stuck in the middle, it really just is situational. Um, I don't think you should force people to, to hang out. I think people should be civil. So if I had some type of dinner party and I invited all my friends or some type of, you know, celebration, a baby shower, or a wedding or something like that, people should be able to be civil wherever they are. But I wouldn't say, hey, right. let's have a girls' night everybody come over to my house and I know these two can't stand each other. I wouldn't put them in that situation Um, or say, Hey, let's the three of us go see this new movie. I wouldn't do that either because I know it would only be, I would, I would be the only one happy there and that's not right. So I think that of course people should be able to be civil for the, the friend that's stuck in the middle. But I think that friend that's stuck in the middle shouldn't put them in awkward situations where they know that it's not going to go well. All right. All right. 
y'all are stuck. That stuck in the middle song gonna be in my head all night now. Thanks a lot. Of <laughs> all right, all right. One quick thirty second break, and we will wrap things up for show number eight hundred. So, um, I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Vanity Strokes of strokingatmidnight.com, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Yo, I'm coming from the non-dish. Another fast track, so bitch, I'm just going to go on the shit. And let me laugh, I'm getting on that because of my bad. I'm calling the phone, so they can put it on my life. I will protect you from the spirit of the world. I blew the blew the dust off of that one. That that song's old enough to vote. Okay. So, Paper boy. Paper yeah. boy. The Diddy. That's like nineteen ninety. Paper boy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's nine, get ready yeah, to wrap nine, one, up. Two. And uh, get to our final thoughts. And um, like I said, we've been discussing friendship this evening and celebrating show number eight hundred. You know, I'm not doing any type of big flashback to the past or anything like that. Just want to have some folks on and kick around some topics, and that's what we do. And so, Batman, would you go ahead and give your final thoughts, bro? Okay. My final thoughts are, you know, friends are, you know, they once you if you have a friend, man, just try to make things work out with them, man, because like I said, Friends are hard to come by, man. And, you know, in this day and age, you know, we uh, with all this craziness going on, because like I said, now this is something completely off topic. But how the hell they trying to bank, they trying to take Paw Patrol off the air? You know how much shit I have to deal with. My son would lose his damn mind if they take Paw Patrol off the air, cause the cause the cause the uh. The police dogs. Them dogs ain't have nothing to do with all this craziness going on. Okay, yeah, That's that all was way off topic, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel sorry for you, bad man. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, though, man. Always great to hear your voice. And, Crystal, let me get your final thoughts, please, ma'am. Okay. Well, um, final thoughts would be, number one, I do want to acknowledge a friend of mine who was um, there for me, Um, and that would be Q. Yes. Um, yeah, actually Amanda reminded me of something that um you know, I've kept very intimate and personal, but I'm telling everybody. <laughs> um, when I was going through my um breast cancer and I was going through treatment, um, chemo called the Red Devil. And it was a very appropriate name <laughs> for the treatment. Oh, yeah. Somehow, which was so crazy that I didn't even realize it was happening at the moment until much later into my treatment. But 
Q would um, text me, you know, right at the time that I happened to be in my treatment. And if anyone knows the Uh-oh, I lost Crystal. Okay, I'm pretty sure she'll call back in. Um, in the meantime, let me go to Amanda. It was a great show, Q. Um, it's really good to talk about friendship. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that's important because, especially in this day and age, there's a lot of people who are um, having falling outs based on political views, based on social issues. Um, a lot of people talking about, you know, hey, I just unfollowed this person. I just unfriended this person. And I think that if somebody just doesn't understand your basic human rights, then that's a good that's a good reason to unfriend someone for sure. Um, I There was a topic that um, I didn't get a chance to comment on that I wanted to um, just throw my thoughts um, down for a second. And that was the question about going to counseling over a friendship. And I wanted to say that I agree with uh, Crystal and Ray, because, like, to me, friendship should be something that's organic. So I couldn't really ever see myself going to counseling to repair a friendship unless there was, like, some type of extreme situation, like, you know, something you see in a movie or a soap opera where the friend had a brain tumor that caused them to have some type of behavior that's out of character or they had, mm-hmm. like, an evil twin that kidnapped me, and I can't look at my best friend now without seeing, seeing their evil twin. It would literally have to be something that's almost from a movie script for me to, um, where the situation is so extreme that you feel like you need to have a counselor uh, to fix the situation. So uh, that was just my thoughts on that. But uh, otherwise, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, I think that uh, I don't know if there's anybody on the call that is a fan of Western. If anybody is a oh, fan of westerns or just great movies, if you've ever, if you've if you've never seen Lonesome Dove, I always say when people ask me or I talk about that movie, I always say it's one of the greatest movies about friendship to me. And I won't spoil what happened or what makes me say that, but if you're in the westerns, you should definitely check that out. Okay, you know I've never seen that. That's from the '80s. Um, I never saw Lonesome. Yeah, '89. You gotta you gotta check it out. For sure. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. All right. I saw Blazing Saddles. That was about friendship and relationship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Crystal is back with us. And um, I'm not sure what happened, Crystal, but I lost you, but you are back. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm here. Okay, I thought you were pulling oh. up. I thought you were pulling up. Well, I did what I was just wanting to say. I was talking about um, Q and how he helped me through my um, chemo treatment and how he had sneakily, <laughs> that's not a word, actually kind of called me or, you know, texted me during those times that I was, you know, inside of my um, actual chemo treatments. And I don't know if you've known people who have... Um, have chemo or dialysis where they are literally inside of this chair and they try to make it as special as possible or a lounge chair and everything. And you're just kind of sitting there going through this most horrible treatment. And most, most of the times in those kinds of experiences, you will have friends and family 
who are actually present and visiting you as you're going through this. Some people do, some people don't. But um, he would call me and um, just chat with me or whatever. He would never talk about what's actually happening. He would just talk about random stupid stuff. You know, uh, know, nothing. In other words, to take my mind off of what was happening to me. And then once it was over and you would, you would be on for, it takes a few hours to go through treatment. And he would just kind of chat for hours with me until it was time for me to go. And he's like, okay, well, I'll talk to you later. You know, like nothing had ever happened. And I was like, why is he always calling me at this time? This is so stupid. But I realized over time that this is he he did that he didn't say I want to be with you I want to call you at this time because I want want you to go you know because he knew me he knew I would say no 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 don't do that I'm fine because that's what I did to everybody else but so he found a back door into um, my pain and you know and everything and so so he knew me and that's what friends do. And that's what I want to leave with people is because they will find a way to be with you, to support you, to help you through something that is unimaginable. But they'll be there for you. And that's what real friendship is all about. So thank you, Q. An appropriate name for your show and for you. Because I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm not special. I am just one of the many people that you have been there and helped throughout the years. And yes, I'm crying. <laughs> but I'm okay. So thank you. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that, Crystal. I, I really do. It's really sweet. And uh, yeah, you are special. So. Uh, that's definitely, and she's one of those people, kind of like we talked about earlier, even though we've never physically met, um, you know. I can Which we're going to have to remedy, because this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at this point, I mean, we got to figure something out. It's been almost 10 years, so um, we got to figure something out. Um, it's my fault, kind of, because I refuse to come to Mississippi. Okay, that's, I know, right? That's something, I know, that's right? something I have to go through. But I do want to go no, to I, Mississippi because I want to. I definitely have to meet Eminem and I have to meet you. <laughs> and so, yeah, it has to happen. So I have to come there. It's part of my therapy. Right. I have to come to Mississippi. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Now we're talking. Yeah, but no, yeah I, I can't really wait. I really do. That was very nice. <laughs> and so, uh, Eminem, what you got, man? Oh, man, great show, man. The reason why it's so great is number 800, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, because for the people who listening who didn't follow the show, the original years it started, Q shut it down, I think it's 750, right? Something like that? Uh, It was around 750, like 755 or something like that. Right, and then, you know, know, of course, we still did, like, uh, now he did keep his own coverage going during during, – you know, football season and, and then, like, when a major sporting event is going on. But um, but a lot of the same people never, you know, um, uh, called in on that. But uh, then he got the energy to bring this back. And like I say, that's what's, uh, you know, that's that's the thing that, you know, we all love about about, the, about about Q and the show. You know what I'm saying? It's like 
like one thing about it, like I'm, like me, like like friends with me is different than a whole lot of people, cause like my whole life is like pretty much. Uh, now I don't use the word socialite, cause that sounds like some kind of dude walking around with some pants that's too tight on, uh, female shit. But what do what do you call a man that's social? You don't call him no socialite. What is it? what is it, Crystal? You know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Hey, I like that one. But um yeah, you know, I'm just that nigga, you know what I'm saying? So I have to have a whole lot of people from different backgrounds and stuff like that. That's how I get my juices and stuff. You know, you talk about, you know, this person can understand this, this person can understand that, and then you got some that's kinda like universal thinkers and then you know you got other people that do and that's what I I love so much about the show because what Q has done he's actually introduced the world to multiple personalities that for the most part are very similar but in certain ways we are all very unique and different and I think that's what true friends are you accept that with somebody and and once you understand that you really never gonna fall out because you like well you know, well, you know, I don't like what this motherfucker said about this, but man, that dude sound like he cool as hell. That that's all you want at the end of the day, because when this shit over with, it's over with. So you want to look back and and know that you know that you had some kind of good impact on somebody. Uh, but as far as the friends, uh, I never seen Lost from Dub either. I heard of it, but uh, one that I recommend too for a lot of the younger Gen Z type kids or whatever, peep out Juice. And caught up. I think all young black men need to see that. That that's the way a lot of shit goes. Sometimes, you know, you know, everybody got to be on one accord, and you can be boys one day, and somebody can do something in left field, and bam, you know, there you go. So, uh, um, you know, I thought that was uh, real remarkable, and I think that if people just kind of focus on not trying to make somebody agree with them or make somebody be like them. You know, a friendship will last a lifetime, literally. You know, it's, you know, just mainly be yourself. You know, most people that have a lot of problems with people are people that's a phony or fake or they got bad intentions. But usually genuine people, uh, if they're around each other long enough, they're normally going to be accepting of each other and they probably going to end up being friends. You know, you know, um, that's pretty much how it go. Um, but now as far as like, you know, with different genders and all that. I mean, you know, you, you casually hear the term always friend zone. If somebody in the friend zone, what I recommend to everybody is, hey, if you're such a friend, well, you need to talk about it then. Don't don't get mad now if somebody go on. You're supposed to be glad for that person. Don't don't sit up there and be liking them the whole time and they don't know it. You know, man or woman, I'm just saying. And a lot of people fall out with shit like that, but it's like, well, hell, shit, you know. Yeah, I'm like, hell, man, a dude be like, man, I been fuck your ass. I thought we was in the friend zone. You know, say, hey, you know, you don't know. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but uh, yeah, like I say, man, great show, 800, and, and you know damn well I ain't finna leave 800 without making that mark. Now, we talking about friends. You know how to keep a friendship up? I guess what? You don't have to cross that line. You got a few dollars in your pocket. If thirteen thirteen is passed, you know what to do. Shake it like a sharp second, get paid. Everything you want. 
right, Eminem. I appreciate that right, as dog. always. But... Ray, shut it down for me, bro. Show 800. Yeah, this is a very good show, very good topic. Uh, 800 show, congratulations on that. Man, it takes a long time. You do a show every day, it still took a long time. So, um, I think when you get our age, you really learn through experience what a friend is. I believe when you're younger, mainly with these young kids, they have to really learn what a friend is. A friend won't put you in harm's way. A friend won't set you up. And a friend won't lie to you. If you get a friend that does any of those things, they're really not your friend. They're just your acquaintance. And then it's very important to learn what the difference is. Because I see a lot of kids now, they get into trouble, and they're all together when they get into trouble. And they're too young to understand what situation they put themselves in. And I think, you know, at an early age, I had to really learn what a friend is and what a friend is about, you know, because you get into something together and then they turn around and, you know, start, you know, putting shit out there or saying things that they really shouldn't say. And, you know, when they could have just took the whole thing for themselves, then you really understand that, you know, a friend won't do that. So, you know, we heard a lot of good stories tonight. Everybody had a very good perspective. Um, You know, with you and Crystal, I think it was um, was very special. And I know she'll remember that for the rest of her life, and you will too, so. You know, those are the good stories of what friendship is. You don't have to see each other every day. You don't have to talk to each other every day. You just have to have that understanding. You have to have that uh, relationship that you can go to each other for whatever you may need. And over time, that is built. So I think that um, what she should do is trust her friend and come down to the state of Mississippi, and, you know, y'all can hang out or we all can hang out or something. I mean, a lot of people think just be shitting on Mississippi. Mississippi is is, is a good state. Got a lot of nice people, good food, great atmosphere. I mean, you know, I think if you come down and you really spend some time, I think you'll really be surprised, and you'll meet a lot of nice people in the process. And, you know, we've been at the set for a long time, and we really, everybody has not seen everybody. So, you know, we talked about this some years ago, but I think it would be cool if everybody can plan a trip or something and come down and just, whether it's for a weekend, two days or whatever, and just just kick it, you know, drink, smoke, weed, or whatever it is you do, and everybody just hang out and have a good time. And I agree. I think we really enjoy it. So, you know, it's just a matter of putting it together. But, yeah, it was a good show. It was uh, fun. It's always good to hear from everybody. And, um, you know, after all these shows, although we missed Buck Flash tonight, and, you know, I know that's Q's 
best friend. I know if he wasn't here, he had a good reason for not being here. But, you know, I appreciate hearing from everybody. Great topic. This is something that everybody can relate to. And, you know, good night. All right. I appreciate that, man. Well said. And, um, yeah, I don't know where Bucky is. You know what? Buck, you're dead to me now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hopefully you guys. Uh, <laughs> so I'll go ahead and wrap things up. And, I mean, I appreciate all of your comments this evening. Um, I think you all gave a lot of, you know, said a lot of insightful things. And hopefully people can take things from it, you know. I mean, because in order to have friends, you have to know how to be a friend first. Uh, you know, you can't teach someone how to cook if you don't know how to do the cooking yourself. So if you focus on being a good friend to others, then that will allow you to recognize when someone is not being a good friend to you. And what does it take to be a good friend? Well, integrity. That's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. And that's really all you need. You know, the honesty part will allow you to make sure your friends will never be put in a bad light. It can be as simple as telling them they have a booger in their nose before you go into a restaurant or that their outfit is jacked up or defending them when you hear outsiders saying things about them that are untrue. And the moral side of things will keep you from ever betraying them. I mean, you would never consider sleeping with someone they've been involved with or you'll do right by their family. You'll support their endeavors. And I also want to mention this when it comes to um, being a friend, and I'll, I'll close things down with this, but it's very important. A lot of people think being a friend means ride or die. And in certain situations, that may apply, but I don't know if it applies in all situations. I mean, you tell me. If my friend and I, you know, are, are walking down the street in a bunch, and three people jump out the bushes and try to harm us, I'm not going to leave my friend behind even if I have an opportunity to get away. And to me, that's being like ride or die. However, if my friend and I are riding in a car together and someone cuts me off in traffic, so I decide to pull up next to them at the light and get out the car and threaten them, and then four dudes get out the car with baseball bats, is my friend wrong for staying in the car since I was the one that potentially put everyone in harm's way? I mean, that's the question you have to ask maybe on our next show on friendship. So I have to make a memo on that one. But I want to thank all of you for listening to this 800th show of the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. I hope that you all have a wonderful evening and you take your friendship seriously. You don't get many of them in your lifetime. Peace out. 800 is in the books. And, yes, Crystal does have a soft side. P2Q Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Think about it. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. Hey Q, how are you? What up, what up? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Bad man posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? No, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing's cool. Some women are down for it. Wow.
I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. And I think it's offensive to say that a person who speaks well is trying to speak white. 